the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now, people can choose to value all kinds of things higher than God. They can value their family or their wealth or their reputation. Whether they're tangible or intangible, they can make them more important than God. And anything that we make more important than God is a form of idolatry. It is coveting. We can covet something that already belongs to us. And as we'll see today, something that even belongs to God. Welcome. This is Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely as we continue our series, Ten Keys to an Abundant Life. We begin our look at the Tenth Commandment in this series, Thou Shalt Not Covet. And just exactly how all-encompassing this word covet really means. Join us for today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse. Once again, here's Pastor Leighton Sheely. A few years back, I was at a conference someplace, and I heard a pastor who, it was my first time with him, his name is Pastor Erwin McManus, and uh, he observed something, how people, many people look on the Ten Commandments. He says that many people look on the Ten Commandments and use it as as an evidence of, of yet again, how unfair God is. You know, I mean, obviously people can't live up to the Ten Commandments. And they're just, just so radical and extreme and so demanding, no one can live up to them. And when you can't live up to them, then God gets angry and sends you to hell. Well, that's just another example of why God is so unfair. And that's what some people believe. And I have to confess, there was a time when I bought into that lie. But in reality, the Ten Commandments are the minimum standard that distinguish humans from animals. Animals steal from each other. Animals kill each other. To not live by the Ten Commandments is to live like animals. The Ten Commandments are the minimum standards that distinguish humans from animals. Now, our attention today is drawn to uh, the Tenth Commandment, which is found in Exodus chapter 20, verse 17. It reads, Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. You know, although we may not be aware of it, we live in a world system that is designed to encourage us to covet. In fact, the economy of America is built on the ability of Madison Avenue to manipulate the masses into being discontent with something. Discontent with their existing car, or their house, or their job, or their income, or the color of their hair, or their body odor, or their wardrobe, or or whatever it can uh, that can be marketed. And the corporations that are uh, most effective at stirring discontent tend to be the most prosperous. Now just think about it. How how much sales would Clairol have if everybody was contented with the color they were born with of their hair? You know, one of the essential ingredients to coveting is discontentment. And discontentment is usually related to comparison and usually associated with complaining. And as we shall see later, contentment is the antidote to coveting. 
Now, America's discontentment is stirred year-round, but the moguls of media send us into overdrive during Christmas season. Christmas season is the season of flagrant coveting. Now, the word in the original language is kamad, which means to delight in or lust. It means greed or a strong desire for, and it can be applied to anything. The word itself does not always refer to something that is wrong or evil. It can be used in reference to something that is good. For instance, we find this passage in Psalms 19. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Now, would we all agree that these are all good things? More to be desired, coveted, kamad, are they than gold? Yea, than much fine gold. So, you see, the word covet in and of itself is not always related to something that's bad. I've, I've heard people say things like, I covet your prayers. Now, what they're really saying is, I seriously desire for you to pray for me. You know what makes coveting right or wrong is what is being coveted. The object of one's affection. To love anything or anyone more than God or God's will is to fall into the sin of covetousness. And Paul, the apostle, declares that coveting is a form of idolatry. In Ephesians 5, 5, he writes, For this ye know, that no covetous man, who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of God and of Christ. He says a covetous man is an idolater. Now, one can covet several things. One can covet something that belongs to a neighbor. Or someone can covet something that belongs to themselves. And we can covet something that belongs to God. We can covet something that belongs to self. One can covet something that belongs to self by placing a higher value on that object or subject than they place on God. Now, Abraham loved his son dearly, Isaac, but he loved God more. And when he was put to the task and God asked him to sacrifice his son, he did not hesitate because God was more important to Abraham than even his beloved son, Isaac. Now, people can value, can choose to value all kinds of things higher than God. They can value their family, or their wealth, or their reputation, or their plans for life. Whether they're tangible or intangible, they can make them more important than God. And anything that we make more important than God is a form of idolatry. It is coveting. We can covet something that already belongs to us. Now, we can also covet something that belongs to God. Achan is an example of one. The story is found in Joshua chapter 6 and following. It is the story of the nation of Israel who marched once around the city of Jericho for six days. And on the seventh day, they marched seven times around it. And Joshua gave instructions to the nation of Israel. And amongst these instructions were these. The silver and the gold and everything made of bronze and iron belong to the Lord. Who do they belong to? the Lord, and must be put in his treasury. Be careful to follow these instructions, because if you see anything you want and take it, the Lord will destroy Israel, and it will be your fault. Now, Achan didn't follow God's instructions. 
Israel's next, next battle with, was with a little city called Ai, and, and Israel lost. And 36 men lost their, their lives as the result. And Joshua asked God to reveal who it was who had brought evil into the, uh, into the camp. And God pointed out Achan's family. And when Achan was questioned, this is what he said. Joshua 7, I sinned and disobeyed the Lord God of Israel. While we were in Jericho, I saw a beautiful Babylonian robe, 200 pieces of silver, and a gold bar that weighed the same as 50 pieces of gold. I wanted, coveted, kamad them for myself. So I took them. I dug a hole in my tent and hid the silver, the gold, and the robe there. Now, Achan and his family paid the ultimate price for coveting something that belonged to God. God established the tithe. Tithe means ten or tenth. God says a tenth is mine. We can covet something that belongs to God. We can also covet something that belongs to a neighbor. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. This passage begin. And someone can ask, and it's a reasonable question, who is my neighbor? Jesus was asked that question, and he gave a response in Luke chapter 10. The response is what we know as the Good Samaritan. Basically, a man was on his way on the road. He was mugged. He was left for dying or dead. A priest went by, walked by on the other side of the road, and did, did no help. A temple helper walked by on the other side of the rope and did not help. And finally, a Samaritan came. And the story is, a man from Samaria then came traveling the wrong. When he saw the man, he felt sorry for him, went over to him and treated his wounds with olive oil and wine and banished them. He put him on his own donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. The next morning, he gave the innkeeper two silver coins and he said, please take care of the man. If you spend more than this on him, I will pay you when you return. And Jesus asked, well, which one of these three people was the real neighbor to the man who was beaten up by the robbers? And the teacher answered, well, the one who showed pity. Jesus said, go and do the same. Now, this Samaritan had very little to do in common with this injured man. They didn't live near each other. In fact, they were from entirely different nations. Uh, they didn't have the same religion. In fact, the only thing they really shared was a chance meeting on an obscure road somewhere in the Middle East. You see, our neighbor is whoever we come across on the road of life, on the path of life. It says, Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Now, house is a reference to property. And one of the most common comparisons people make is keeping up with the Joneses. Uh, how nice their home is. And how well they have it decorated. How keeping up with the Joneses. It's been said somewhere that Americans spend money they don't have to buy things they don't need to impress people they don't know. <laughs> or don't like, in some cases. I've heard that an average American spends $1,300 on credit for every $1,000 they bring in in income. God says, don't covet another person's property. Then, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Now, although this specifically references the wife, it could also equally apply to a neighbor's husband. You remember that uh, coveting is related to discontentment, related to comparison, and related to complaining. As an example, recently I was on Route 5, and I was... Uh, Going on along, and the weather was beautiful, and, and the car was running wonderful, and I got a nice car, and, and we were making time, and I was totally content until somebody in a red Ferrari blew by me at 100 miles an hour. <laughs> and then I started comparing. It was a convertible. 
I didn't even have a hacksaw in the trunk. (laughs) So when I started comparing, then I started complaining because I was discontented. You know, I was saying, why can't my car be more like that car? Has anyone ever heard a woman say to her husband, why can't she be more like? And you fill in the blank. Okay? Uh, In effect, she is coveting another man. She's breaking the Tenth Commandment. She is sinning against God. And you're saying, Pastor, you're picking on women this morning. I'm going to suggest that men do the same thing. They usually don't do it with their wife. They do it with their buddies who also compare and complain. Well, as we are learning, the Lord's Ten Commandments really are a tutor driving us back to Christ and His grace, helping us to see and understand just how far short we really fall of God's requirements. This has been Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. If you would like to know more about the ministry of Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno, this radio program, welcome to visit our website, as always. It's called highlands.us. Again, simply go to your web browser and plug in highlands.us. Start right there. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back here Monday for another broadcast of Study Verse by Verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.